They're calling her the Breezy Point Madonna. I'm sure many of you have either read about her or seen pictures of her on television. In Queens, New York, on a narrow strip of land that's known as Breezy Point, there was almost total devastation during Hurricane Sandy. That's because in addition to the wind and the waves, which we had to deal with here and so many other places did as well, but in addition to that, there was a terrible fire in Breezy Point, which destroyed more than 100 homes. And one of the homes that was destroyed belonged to the McNulty family. On the New York Times website the other day, there was this description of the scene. Where the McNulty home once stood on the corner of Oceanside and Gotham, a few blocks from the Atlantic Ocean, on the spit of land in Queens called Breezy Point, there now remains a charred, twisted ruin. Flooding and fire have left behind nothing but the foundation. Within it are strewed a dislodged bathtub, an air conditioner casing battered into a helix shape, a mailbox coated with ashes. If you've seen any pictures of Breezy Point in recent days, you also know that most of the homes around the McNulty's suffered a similar fate. In all honesty, when I first saw a picture of the place after Hurricane Sandy, it made me think of old pictures that I've seen of Hiroshima after the atomic bomb was dropped there in 1945. And I'm not exaggerating. That's pretty much what it looks like. But there was one item that survived it all. One item that wasn't washed away with the flood or destroyed by the fire. And that item was a beautiful statue of our Blessed Mother that Mary McNulty had placed in her garden many years ago. An Associated Press photographer named Frank Franklin took a picture of this statue on October 30th, the day after the hurricane. And as the old internet saying goes, it went viral. It's been all over the place. It's been on TV, it's been in newspapers, magazines, etc. And that's inspired many people to go and visit the place. As it said in the New York Times article that I read, pilgrims have come to the Breezy Point Madonna since, since October 30th to leave offerings a bouquet of yellow roses, four quarters, a votive candle, a memorial card for the victims of September 11th, a written admonition that healing begins with acceptance. Many people are calling it a miracle that this statue survived as it did, and quite frankly, I'm inclined to believe them, especially since the statue is enclosed in a cement shell. That means by all the laws of physics, that shell should have caught the onrushing water, which in turn should have immediately knocked the statue and the shell over and broken it into a million pieces, like everything else was broken around it. But that's not what happened. It survived intact. Many people have obviously found comfort and strength and peace and hope in this phenomenon, and that's a good thing. Perhaps that's one of the reasons the Lord allowed it to survive. 
But I believe God also is trying to teach us some important lessons through this event, some of which relate directly to the feast we're celebrating in the church this morning, the Feast of Our Lady's Immaculate Conception. For example, this phenomenon of the Breezy Point Madonna reminds us that in the midst of the devastation of a fallen world, and we all know what that devastation involves, moral devastation, all kinds of conflict, In a world tainted by original sin, Mary stands. She stands in the midst of it all because of her holiness and perfection. As today's feast teaches us, by a special grace of God, given in anticipation of what her son Jesus Christ would accomplish for her and for all of us by his passion, death, and resurrection, In view of all that, Mary was given a special grace and preserved from original sin from the first moment of her conception. We're all clear about this, right? That's what the Immaculate Conception is about. The Immaculate Conception does not refer to the conception of Jesus in Mary's womb at the Annunciation, which is what many people mistakenly believe. Rather, it has to do with Mary's conception in the womb of her mother, Anne. Of course, there is a connection between the Immaculate Conception and the Annunciation. The Immaculate Conception prepared Mary for the Annunciation. It prepared her, in other words, to be the holy vessel through which the Divine Son of God would come into this world and save us. And that's why the story of the Annunciation is the Gospel reading on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. That's why it's the story we heard a few moments ago. But not only that, as we all know, as Catholics, Mary never even committed one single sin throughout her entire life. From the very first moment of her existence until the moment she was assumed body and soul into heaven, our Blessed Mother stood with God. Hence, the fire of hell couldn't touch her and didn't touch her, just like the fire at Breezy Point didn't touch the Breezy Point Madonna a few weeks ago during Hurricane Sandy. I find such meaning in all this. In fact, not even the purifying fire of purgatory touched our Blessed Mother because she was completely without sin. But you know what, my brothers and sisters? Mary does still understand us because she lived her life among us. That's yet another lesson we learn from the miraculous survival of this statue. Yes, it's true, Mary was without sin. In that, she is unlike you and me. But she was not without suffering. At the presentation of Jesus in the temple, Simeon prophesied that a sword would pierce Mary's soul, and it did. I'm sure it happened many times. But it happened most deeply, as we all know, on Holy Thursday and Good Friday, as she watched her son die before her. So we should go to her in our pain, as many have been going to the Breezy Point Madonna in the midst of their pain after Hurricane Sandy. I ask you this morning, do you think it's a coincidence that this statue happens to be one of those images of Our Lady in which she has her arms open like this and stretched out to us? You know, there are many possible images that could have been there. Mary is portrayed in many different ways in liturgical art, in holy artwork. 
But she's pictured there, the breezy point Madonna, with her arms out like this. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. With open arms, Mary is inviting us to seek her prayers, her help, her intercession. Especially, although not exclusively, in the midst of our trials. As she was there in the midst of the devastation in New York on October the 29th, so she is there in the midst of whatever devastation we're experiencing in our own lives right now. She's there to help us. She's there to inspire us. That's why we should say the rosary, or at least part of a rosary, every single day, without exception. Hopefully we all do. And if we don't, hopefully we will resolve to start today. And where Mary is, her son is. Where Mary is, God is. And that's important for us to remember because, let's be honest about it, it can sometimes seem like God abandons us when we're going through a terrible trial. But he doesn't. He never does, just like he never abandoned the people of Breezy Point, New York. He's with us in every storm of life to bring us through the experience to a place of greater holiness, to a place of greater strength. I read a beautiful quote the other day from the pastor of the parish church in Breezy Point. He said this about the statue. He said, it will be a symbol of suffering, but also of our rise from the ashes. It will be a symbol of what we've been through, but also of our resurrection. It will be a reminder that for all the property we lost, God never left. God never leaves us, and neither does our Blessed Mother. May the breezy point Madonna help us to remember that. And even more importantly, may she inspire us to go to the real Madonna every single day. The Madonna who can and who will help us by her prayers.